You're still insecure? Yes. So what? I'm working on it every day. (laughs) Welcome to the Save the Good Girl podcast, everybody. I am your host, Erica E. Thank you so much for coming back. I love talking to you guys every single week. And for those who are new, welcome to your first luxury listening experience. So here's the thing. You are going to be in VIP automatically. The minute you listen to Save the Good Girl, you're in VIP. However, I want you to go to savethegoodgirl.com to get the full VIP experience. You're going to get beautifully crafted newsletters by me. And in addition to this wonderful audio, I do have wonderful visuals for y'all as well. So please follow Save the Good Girl on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Threads, and TikTok. And if you don't have social media, not a problem. I am also on YouTube. For all of my YouTube listeners, hey, I got shorts on there for you guys as well. Just positive, fun, light content. You know, I like to do it all around, just feel good, all around just luxury. So here's the thing. I did the levels of insecurities part one. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to part one. But when it comes to insecurities, there's a lot more that I wanted to say. So I'm like, we need to do a levels of insecurities part two, because there's another angle that I want to discuss. So let's get into it, y'all, because there's something else I feel like that would be very beneficial for all of us and some stories, of course, that I got to share. All right, y'all, let's get into it. Last week, I shared with you guys that I'm going to start the episodes with a segment called Exquisite Moments. And this is where I discuss with you anything that I found exquisite today. And I usually do that before I start the episodes anyway. Now, speaking of exquisite, do you know that I have a lifestyle page called Exquisitely Erica? I do. And you guys have to check it out. It's on Instagram. And if you guys like everything lifestyle, whether it's about fragrances, body butters, candles, traveling, skincare, self-care, soft life. You're going to love this page because in addition to speaking and having great conversation, I love a phenomenal ambiance as well. So I am going to also add Exquisitely Erica into other platforms as well. But currently right now it's on Instagram and also on savethegoodgirl.com. So I am lighting an exquisite candle from Trader Joe's. And for those of you who are international, not sure if there is an international Trader Joe's. I have to look that up. But for those of you who are international, Trader Joe's is a grocery store located in the United States. And they also sell candles and body butters, like some home stuff. So my friend gifted me with the candle called Peony Blossom. And it smells like a nice light garden. It smells really, really good. And today I had a great day, y'all. It was an exquisite day, and I'll tell you why. You know when you spend time with somebody and it's just easy? Like you can do the most simplest things, like nothing, like get a coffee and go to a grocery store, walk around and just enjoy the air. And you just had a great time. That's exactly what I did today, and that's exactly how I felt. So I met up with one of my friends, and we got coffee at this Russian coffee spot. Ugh. That coffee is so good, y'all. It was in Brooklyn. So good. And then we went to TJ Maxx and Marshalls, which is also a discounted store in the U.S. I wonder, is there a TJ Maxx and Marshalls internationally too? Hmm. I don't know. If you guys know, please let me know. But we went to TJ Maxx and Marshalls and the weather was great. The weather was great. We were walking slow, just nice and easy. 
We went to the store, just kind of walked around, didn't really need anything, but I did have to do an exchange at Marshall's. I bought a body lotion. I don't know why I did that because I don't like body lotion. I like body butters. So I went to go exchange it. Well, I went to go return it. And then I went to the perfume section because I can't help myself, even though I do not need another bottle of perfume. But I came across this Discovery fragrance set from this company called Memoir Archives. And a Discovery set is where you have like a different array of fragrances from the brand. So you can like kind of smell everything that they offer instead of getting the full bottle. So this set came with four and I'm like, Ooh, so it was kind of closed. And I'm like, I don't want to buy something and I don't know how it smells. So I lightly opened it up <laughs> so I can just, you know, kind of see before I decide to spend my money on it. And y'all, I have to say, every single fragrance from this set, I actually really love. So there's one called Destination Unknown, and the notes are California Poppy, Agave, Nectar, and Desert Marigold. It smells so good. And I love how they described it. Like, I'll give you as an example. This one says, inspired by the freeing moments of traveling with no destination, wind in your hair, freedom in your veins, music blasting, and taking in the beauty of your surroundings. It's like, ooh, okay. <laughs> then they have another one called Garden Party. And the notes on that one is Jasmine and Blooming Magnolia. Smells really, really good. There's another one called By the Sea. I love this one. Sunny Dunes, Mandarin Peel, and Magnolia Blossom. Smells really good. They love Magnolia up in here. And then the last one they have is called Wish You Were Here. Mm seems like really cozy. Um, this one has some meringue, toasted almonds, and fresh ground coffee. I love that. And this one is saying coffee is running through the grinder, warm biscotti are placed out on the cafe counter, and a quiet melody plays through the patio speakers while warm rain trickles down the umbrella you sit under, overlooking the cobblestone streets Distance is no measure for the love that makes us feel alive again. Okay, memoir archives. Like, that was nice. Whoever wrote that was nice. But I did get this palette. It smells really good. They also have it on Macy's, but Macy's had it for $70. But then I saw that it was on sale for $25. I was like, okay. So after we did that, we were hungry. We went to this deli in Brooklyn. Y'all, I love a good deli sandwich. I love a good deli sandwich. If you know me, you know, I love sandwiches. So we went to this deli and I'm pretty simple. I don't do anything crazy. Um, I got a turkey sandwich with provolone cheese, mayo, lettuce, black pepper, oregano, um, oil and vinegar. Perfect. 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 And then we just had conversations and it was a wonderful time. It was a wonderful day. And I said to her, okay, girl, I got to go because I need to record and get to my peoples. So yeah, y'all, it was very, it was great. It was a great day. I'm here with you guys. You guys know I love talking to y'all. I love talking to you guys. And I'm excited to talk to you guys today. And originally I wasn't going to do an insecurities uh, episode part two. I wasn't going to, but then I had these thoughts in my mind and I'm like, okay, let me pour it out. Let me just pour it out. I really wanted to get into a little bit, like another area discussing insecurities, right? Because this is something that affects us in many different ways. And I'm just like, yeah, I have some more to say. <laughs> so last week I did levels of insecurities part one. 
And I was talking about my bikini, the leopard bikini. I was talking about the effects of insecurities and how I felt like it really prohibited me from having certain experiences. If you haven't checked out that episode, y'all check it out. Um, It's called Levels of Insecurities Part One. And, you know, I was really detailing that because that bikini story really helped me a lot. It really helped me push myself out there. And to be honest with you, if I didn't do that, I really don't know how long it would have taken me to feel free with myself again. I don't know. I really don't know. And what I've learned is that insecurities, there is no even playing field. I've realized that the feeling of insecurity, it's not equal and it's not leveled, meaning You can be very secure in one area and completely insecure in the next. So what does that mean? That means that you can be secure at work. You are a boss. You are doing things. You are getting things done. Everybody loves you. You are phenomenal at what you do. But when it comes to romance, you're not that that secure. When it comes to your family, you're not that secure. And there is an underlying cushion of insecurity, but it is dispersed in different ways and in different areas. So I feel like most people have like a level of insecurity from something and that's okay. But I think it becomes a problem when it stops you when it stops you from really living the way you want to live. And when you start to realize that something has to be done about it, because if we continue to keep doing the same thing, are we really living life authentically? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I feel like we don't really take the time to be present and really acknowledge that, okay, I'm doing great at work, but I can't talk to my partner. Why can't I talk to my partner? you know, or I'm great with my family, but I don't feel secure with my friends. Or I feel very secure with my friends, but I don't feel secure with my family. So that's when I've realized that insecurity and confidence can 100% live at the same time. It's not like, oh, I'm just insecure. Because I think upon meeting me, you wouldn't think I have insecurities. A lot of people don't. They're like, you, you're insecure. I'm like, yeah, all the time. You know, I have my moments, I have certain things that bother me, but there's levels of it because even though I have my insecurities, like don't play with me, (laughs) right? Don't play with me. But there's levels of insecurities because I've seen it happen with me. I've seen myself be really secure and it's not even like fake. And this is where other things start to come in where you feel fake, you know, you feel off. But it's like, you really are doing great at work. You really are great with your family. And then what happens is when we are alone and it's just us in our minds, us in our heads, us in our space, that's when things start to get a little loud. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is, what are the triggers? What are the triggers that causes the insecurity to be inflamed? What are the triggers that we have that makes the insecurities grow into discomfort? So I just sprayed one of the fragrances called Wish You Were Here. And that's the one that has like that coffee note and it smells really good. So as I'm doing this episode, I'm letting it 
settle into my skin. And I like the way it settles. It's very warm. And I usually don't like coffee products, like body products, skincare products, perfume. I'm not really a fan, but I do like this. Very warm. I love it. So I think, you guys, it's really important that we identify what happened. Because the insecurity, it stemmed from something, someone, or somewhere. And most of the times, we just kind of live life and be like, well, that's how I am. Well, that's how it is. Well, that's how. And I don't know. I just, I don't feel like we should do that. I don't think we should. I think we need to identify what it is. And there's so much power when you speak it out loud. I know we think things in our minds, but y'all, I'm telling you, I experienced something recently where I shared something in therapy and I said it out loud and it, it just hit me differently. It hits differently. And yes, I know that talking about insecurities is not the easiest thing, but there is something great that can come out of that. And I feel like, where did it start, right? Where did it start? Was it a situation? Was it something someone said? Was it something you saw on TV? Was it an experience that happened to you that was traumatic? Was it somebody that said a joke? Was it a family member? Was it a friend? Was it a spouse? Was it a babysitter? Like who did it? What happened? What was going on? I remember y'all when I was 10, we had to do a class project. And for those who listen, who went to elementary school with me, y'all remember this story. (laughs) It was in Mr. Russo's class. Okay. And he said, do this project however you see fit, be creative, and do what you want. Think outside the box. So I decided that I'm going to sing a song. Because I'm like, who's going to sing a song? Nobody, right? (laughs) So I was preparing for days, practicing, practicing, getting my things together, so excited but scared. And I remember walking up there and my friends told me, yo, you walked up so confidently. I'm like, I did because I was nervous. But I remember walking up there and I started singing. People started laughing. So the teacher goes, if you're going to laugh, put your head down. (laughs) Y'all, 95% of the class put their head down and was cracking up, right? But I still kept singing and I did it all the way until the end. And I'm nervous, right? Because now I'm thinking I failed. They're laughing at me. Oh my gosh. I never want to get on stage again. This is a bad idea, right? And we were getting ready to go to lunch. And I went to the back while I was crying. There was a classmate. And I told her this story. There was a classmate who came to me. She was like, Erica, you did great. Mind you, we're 10, by the way. I was either 10 or 11 years old, okay? She came to me. She's like, you did great. I'm so inspired by you. Don't listen to them. Don't worry about them. Like she was so like inspirational. And I told her, I'm like, yo, I will never forget that. I never forgot it until this day. Like it's like clear as day for me. And um, I remember I thought I failed and I'm like, yo, I definitely failed. I worked so hard. And now no one's going to see my creative side. Like I'm going to get an F. I'm going to get a zero. When we got our reports back, he gave me an A plus. And he said to me, I love your bravery. No, what? No, he said to me, he was like, Erica, can you come talk to me for a minute? I said, sure. And he was like, I love your bravery. 
because he held on to my 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 report. I'm like, how? Why are you holding on to mine? I'm like, oh God, I failed. I failed. So that's when I found out he gave me an A plus because he said he loved my bravery. He thought it was very different, and I, I did the most unique project. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Although it ended well, although it ended well, it still affected me. If you fast forward now to me being 15, okay? When I was 15, I was in dance school and we had a recital and you had to audition to have a solo. And there were like 25 girls who auditioned, right? But I got the solo. So here we go. Another opportunity to be on the main stage. So I'm practicing. I'm excited. When I got the call back, I was so, so excited. I'm practicing every day after school, on the weekends, every morning, every night, listening to the same song. And the song that I was going to sing was Monica's song, For You, I Will. And that song is, I will cross the ocean for you. I will go and bring you the moon. That one. So I am rehearsing. I am practicing. I am excited. I am ready to go. The day of the recital, I am dressed I have my sparkly outfit. It's all good. And we are online because we're going one act after the other. The director's running back and forth. And I remember I grabbed her and I said, I can't sing. She goes, what? Right? Because like, she's frantic. I said, I can't sing. She was like, what happened? I'm like, I I, I don't feel good. I don't. She was like, what do you mean? What's going on? Are you okay? And I'm like, no, I threw up earlier and I lost my voice. And I'm doing all of that. So she goes, oh my God, Erica, are you sure you can't? Like, do you want to try? Let's practice. Let's drink some tea. You want some tea? I'm like, I can't, I can't. So the second person they were going to choose, they asked her. She goes, yes, I'll do it. And she was my friend. So we were practicing this song together. So she was like, Erica, are you sure you can't? I'm like, no, girl, I can't. Oh my God. So because they have everything queued up, ready to go, somebody had to go. So she went. And she knew the song. She knew the song. And I remember being on the line with my sparkly outfit. My mom and dad are in the audience. They're expecting me to have a solo because I've been rehearsing this, you know, for weeks, right? For days. I didn't come out. And I remember when I saw her coming out and she was singing when she was done, she got a standing ovation. And I thought to myself, that could have been me. That could have been me. Why didn't I go up there? Why didn't it was an immediate regret, y'all? Immediate regret. And I didn't feel good. I was actually very disappointed in myself. And that day, after the recital and everything, I told myself I would never do that again. I would never have the opportunity to be on a main stage and shy away from it ever again. And I'm still working on that until this day, because now as we're getting older, we have something called imposter syndrome where you feel fake. And I still go through that. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, sometimes I question what I do with the podcast. I question what I'm doing with Exquisitely Erica. I question what I'm doing with the blog. I'm questioning everything. Are they going to get it? Will it help somebody? Are people really listening? And I'm just like, I feel very like off. I feel very off, you know? And I'm like, why do I do that? So there's still an element of what happened when I was 10. And I fight for her. I fight for her because I know where my intentions were. And God created me to be a speaker. (laughs) 
because I've, I've, I've always been put in these positions, whether it's in school, whether it's in group projects. It's like, oh, Erica be the lead. Erica do this. Erica. And I'm like, I don't want to. Why y'all always asking me to do it? But he prepared me to do it. And I know I have an insecurity. I know I've been through some things. I know that it's been challenging for me, but I can't let that stop me from doing what I have to do. I can't let that stop me from celebrating myself. And recently, y'all, see, now I got to let y'all know. Recently, I have been featured on this publication called Shout Out Atlanta. So it's shoutoutatlanta.com. And there's an article published about me and Save the Good Girl. And I want you guys to check it out. And I'm talking about how I started Save the Good Girl and um, some other questions they were asking me. And I'm really excited about it. However, I still get weird of celebrating myself, even though it's important. And I'm like a little insecure, like, oh my God, you know, like I still go through this. I still go through it. And I think that is something that we have to constantly work on as we advance in our lives. You know, it's not just like a, oh yeah, I feel insecure, but I'm good now. It's like, uh, sometimes you might have some moments that really does affect you. And it's just like, I don't want that to be what happens for the rest of my life. I don't want to downplay my accomplishments. It's a big deal. It's a really, really big deal. So I, I, I think it's so important that we think about who said it, what happened, how did it affect us in real time right now? It's not just, oh, that happened when I was 10 years old. That happened when I was nine years old. A lot of our issues stems from our childhood, y'all. A lot of them. You know, we have to reparent ourselves. We have to soothe ourselves. We have to nurture ourselves. You know, when they talk about the inner child, we need to take care of that person because that's who's really running our lives. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of our decisions are made from what we either had or didn't have as a child. So if you don't correct it early, you will spend the rest of your life really seeking, you know, certain things and understanding like, why am I this way? Why do I feel so insecure? Why am I making these decisions? Why am I so annoyed? You know what I mean? Because that's not how we're going to live our lives luxuriously. And then we also have to question who is magnifying the insecurity. Sometimes we can be around people that makes us feel alive. We can be vulnerable. We can be light. We have a great time. They are positive. They are encouraging. They are honest with us. They are a safe place. And when that happens, we feel like we can share. We can share our fears. We can share our insecurities. We can, we can be real with them. We feel good. And we like being around them. And then there's some people who are hypercritical. They're constantly criticizing you. They're constantly criticizing themselves. They don't talk about anything positive. Something's always a problem. There's nothing ever good in a day. And that could trigger your insecurity. And if you have a hypercritical parent or a hypercritical sibling or a hypercritical spouse or a hypercritical boss, that will make you second guess your decisions every single time. Because you never feel like you are capable of making the right decision. So therefore you are nervous. So either you don't do it at all or you're kind of scared to share your thoughts because you don't want to seem stupid. You don't want to seem off. You don't, you don't want to say the wrong thing. So that's why it's so important to identify who makes you feel that way. Because that person 
you should be around them less. And that's why, guys, this is where it becomes complicated for people, where you have to love people from afar, including your family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love them from afar. It's not good for you. This is where the boundaries have to come in. Because as you start to work on yourself and you start to identify where these things are coming from, it could be from your friends. It could be from your your parents. It could be from your kids. It could be from your coworkers. And it's like, this person just, I don't feel good when I'm around them, right? I don't feel good. It's already enough for us to be in our own minds. And when you have somebody else externally magnify it, that's not a good thing. And I'm not talking about somebody who loves you and who wants to give you like sound advice. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody who really makes you feel less than, who makes you feel small. That's not someone you want to be around. That doesn't help you get yourself to a level where you're really putting yourself in a space to fully be authentically you. And I don't think that when you when you let your insecurities hold you back, you are not authentically you because we're going to have it. That's okay. But when it stops you and it consistently stops you, that becomes a problem. And I don't care how old you are. I don't care how old you are. I have a beautiful woman who is in my grief group and I still go to my grief group every Monday. Hey girls, she is in her seventies and she is learning to live. And I'm always encouraging her, girl, go to TJ Maxx and get you a shirt, (laughs) you know, be free, look cute. And when, when we do our events, I was so happy when she was like, I was like, oh, I love your outfit. She's like, oh, I got it from Marshall's. That makes me happy. You know why? Because she normally doesn't do that. I'm too old. I'm too, I'm like, no, you're not. You are living. You are alive. You deserve to look good, girl, no matter how old you are, you know? So it's so important to be around people who are encouraging and honest. I'm not saying someone who's going to be a yes man. I'm not saying that, (laughs) you know, I'm really not. And I think sometimes too, sometimes we do expect us from other people. I have an issue with that. I'm not going to lie because I'm a huge supporter of people. And people are a supporter of me, but I support everybody. And sometimes when you do things, you want people to support you as well. And that's not the case. And you have to be okay with that. And that can sometimes make you feel like, am I even doing the right things? Or, you know, like it just makes you feel off because when you're doing something different, yes, you want to listen to people and their feedback, but at the same time, you don't want to listen to everybody's feedback because then it, it dilutes you. I don't want to be diluted. I don't want to do that. I am going to do my show the way I want to do my show. It's working for some people. People are liking it and it's growing. And I'm so grateful for that. I don't want to be diluted. I can, I can learn different tools and resources. I'm always down for that. But in terms of how I am being me, no, no, I don't want to change that. And the thing about insecurities, they creep in. When you do share things with people and they're lackluster, like the response is like, oh, okay, that's when insecurities might creep in. Who wants to share something with someone and you are met with a lukewarm, lukewarm response? Oh my gosh, I'm recently published. Um, Somebody did an article about me. Oh, that's good. That's it. <laughs> like, you know, but I am learning that you cannot expect you from you. My sister always told me that. And my therapist said it too. So it's something that I'm constantly working on. And I think about my past insecurities and how it has stopped me. And I just, I don't want to live a life like that. I don't want to live a life 
where I'm thinking about what could have happened. I want to be free. I want to feel good about what I'm doing. I want to say, you know what? I did it because every time I pushed past my insecurity, y'all, I felt great. I felt great. And you guys probably experienced that as well. But every time I did it, every time I pushed myself, I felt really good. When I first did my podcast, the first episode I did, I legit patted myself on the back. And I I actually listened to the first episode. Oh my God, you could tell I was such a beginner. But it's okay because we all learn and we all grow. But we have one life, y'all, just one. And I think that because we're living and because we have things going on and there's always something to do and we have calendars and we got bills and we got to work and we got to plan and we got to love and we got to clean. I think we forget how precious the days are until something happens. And on my desk right now, I have something that says, you never know who you are inspiring. And it's true. When you start to work on yourself, others will see that because now you're going to have a particular light shining on you. You're going to move different. Your responses are different. The way you make your decisions are different. The way you, the way you act is different. The way you walk is different. And people will see that change and that glow, and that is going to inspire them. Even though the insecurities, they don't necessarily go away all the time, but at least you are fighting. You are pushing yourself. And then you start to notice that people might share with you, you know, you said you were doing this, you said you were doing that, and I'm inspired by that. I've done many things just for me, not even to be an inspirational nothing. And when I hear people say, yo, you did that. And that inspired me. And I want to do the same thing. Like I, I like how this works for you. And I want to try it too. Or asking me my opinion on things. And I don't take that lightly. When somebody asks you for advice, you have a lot of power, right? You have a lot of power to that person because you could either steer them the right way or the wrong way. And especially when you're vulnerable, you are susceptible to any type of, you know, response. So I don't take that lightly at all. I'm very, very serious when it comes to that. Very serious when it comes to that. So you never know who you're going to inspire for real when you start to work on yourself and your insecurities. And you know who else gets affected? Everybody around you, including your children, if you have them. Generational curses, y'all. There's, you know, so it's a very different topic. But generational curses, yes, it's about your family what we've been through as a family, what you've seen growing up and et cetera. Insecurities plays a very big part in that. Insecurities plays a very big part in how we move generationally. You know what I mean? And it's crazy because some people that I see who do have children, even as adults, when I look at how some parents are, I'm like, wow, the child whether it's a family member or like a young child, I start to see how the insecurities are being passed down. I start to notice that. And I'm like, what would it look like if this person actually stopped to, you know, just paid attention to themselves and recognize that what they're doing is not right because now your child is having the same issue and they're going to grow up just like you. And that might not be a good thing. It might not be a great thing because we all need to be edited, right? And we all have certain things that affect us. But 
when we talk about generational curses, there are generational insecurities as well. I believe that there are many ways you can break a generational curse. And it's like, yeah, we have them, but we can break them. We can, we have the power to do so. And one of them is therapy. The thing about therapy is that therapy helps you analyze the past. Therapy helps you understand why you do what you do. Therapy allows you to have a safe space to talk to somebody freely about the thoughts that are going on in your mind that you haven't shared with anyone. Because you know how I mentioned to you guys before how you might talk to people and they could be selfish, they could be, you know, talking about themselves. Therapy is all about you. It is all about you and for you to understand yourself better. And I would tell some of my friends, like, listen, if you don't want to go to therapy for you, please go for your kids, please, because they are affected by your behavior. Even as an adult, there, it doesn't matter how old you are, right? You could be a mother that's like 34 and has a child that's like five. You could be a mother that's 70 and have a child that's 50. It doesn't matter. It affects your children because at the end of the day, you are the authoritative figure. Nobody plays with mom, no, nobody plays with dad or your guardian, right? Whoever is your authoritative figure. So it's so important that we do that work to understand like what's really happening with us on the back end. There is so much, so much power when you share how you feel and what you want to do. I've learned in therapy that due to me grieving, there is a layer of abandonment issues that I have. And that is something that I want to articulate to my partner. That is, I don't know if that's an insecurity per se or a bit of a block a little bit, but because of me grieving my dad and because I had a very close relationship with him, I have fears of love. And she told me that it stems from abandonment issues. And I, I understand that. But it was very, it was interesting to hear it from her because I wouldn't put that together. And one of the reasons why I want to go to therapy, one of them, there's many reasons, is because I want to make sure that when I am ready to be in a partnership with my husband, we are able to have a healthy relationship. And a lot of people choose their partners based off of their insecurities. I see it all the time. It is all around us. If you guys take a hard look, you will see for yourself as well that people make decisions. And I shared this on the last episode. They make decisions based off, the, off of their insecurities, where they live, where they work, who they're friends with, um, their partners, their jobs, everything. And it's like, I don't think that is an appropriate way to live. And at least when you start to recognize it, a change has to happen. The insecurity has to have a place so that it is easily identified and we can be aware to work on it. So if I know, for example, what I mean is this, how do you feel at work? How do you feel at home? It's like identifying like, I do feel great at work. I feel like I'm doing great. I'm at my optimal best and I'm great. But I can't talk to my sister. I can't talk to my mother. I can't talk to, you know, my cousin. I can't talk to whoever. Or I love talking to my family. Me and my mother and my sister, we good. But I can't talk to my partner. Or I love talking to my partner. I could tell him everything. I could tell her everything. But I can't really speak up at work. So it's like identifying 
where is it? Where is it being placed? Where is it being placed, right? Being mindful of who makes us feel this way. How do we feel this way? And what do we have to work on? Because there is so much going on on a daily basis and we are trying our best at all times and it creeps in, but then it's like, okay, if I feel this way, and another big factor is that people can sense that. Oh yeah. Sometimes y'all insecurities are loud. You think it's only you. You think it's in your mind. Oh no. Mm -mm. I remember doing a leadership training, right? For, um, for the sales team. And I remember I said to them, can you guys tell when somebody's insecure? They said, yes. I said, how? They're like, oh, they're fidgety. They're, they're, they're looking up in the sky. They don't have great eye contact. They're stuttering. They're this, da, da, da. I said, how do you, how can you tell when somebody's confident? Oh, they're this, they're that. They have great posture. They, they're speaking very clearly. Da, da. And the reason why we had this conversation is because as a salesperson, if you don't seem secure about what you're talking about, people are, are less likely to spend money with you. If you have to ask your manager every five seconds for help, people are less likely to trust you. And then when your manager actually comes in, they pay attention to them and they do not pay attention to you anymore. So as a salesperson, you don't want that to happen because that could affect you losing a sale. So during leadership training, we spent a lot of time about confidence. Being a leader, y'all, I had so many therapy sessions. It is ridiculous. There are so many stories that I've heard. And one in particular that stands out was there was a, there was a trainee and he was so nervous and he didn't like to read out loud. So in the training, we, we had like a training book and I'll have people, different people like read and stuff like that. And whenever I called on him, he, he just looked very nervous, but he did a great job. So I remember the third day of training, he came to me, he goes, Erica, I have to talk to you about something. I said, sure. He goes, I don't like reading in front of the class. I'm like, really? You sound great. And he goes, well, I had an issue with my speech. I have a speech impediment. So it's very hard for me to read. I said, how is it hard for you to read when I had no idea? Listen, y'all, if he never told me about this speech impediment, I would have never known. And then he goes, well, I've been working on it for the past 10 years with school. I had some assistance after school. I'm like, and it's working and you're doing great. Please don't let this stop you. Because he was questioning if he could ever be a salesperson, if he could ever speak up because he has a speech impediment. I, I'm like, I don't hear it. I don't know. If you never told me, I would have never known. I had to have so many like heart to hearts with my role because people shared different stories with me. You know, I didn't go to college. I didn't do this. I don't know how to speak. I'm like, what? You're fine. <laughs> Sales is about personality. You're fine. And I would wake up early, train them, uh, stay late after work to train. Like I'll do whatever I can to get people where they need to be because I'm like, listen, you got it. I don't care what happened to you when you were seven. You are doing it. Don't let that hinder you. Don't let that stop you. So it's like, we have to think about where it comes from because it can. If I didn't have that talk with him, I don't know if he would have stayed. I think he was ready to quit, to be honest with you, because he was just so adamant on, I'm not equipped for this job. And I'm like, you are. <laughs> like, stop playing. You know? And that's one of the reasons why y'all, I want to do the podcast because I'm like, how many people need to hear this right now? They need that pep talk. Like, 
you can do this. You can do this. You know, you can do this. And y'all, here's the thing, right? Even when you feel bad, when you feel horrible, you have to push. So I have the cover photo for this podcast with a row of lipstick. And the reason why y'all is because literally two days ago, I was going through some like a, a insecure moment. As a woman, you know, we get that time of the month. Men, you know, we get time of the month. Y'all should know, okay? So we get that time of the month and I didn't know it was coming. Yo, every time my period comes, it's a shock to me emotionally. I was so emotional, y'all. Everything I put on, I felt I looked horrible. I was bloated. I was literally on the verge of tears. I was so upset and I didn't want to go. And I was meeting up with a friend that I haven't seen in like four years. I was so excited to go out and meet with them. And I'm just like, I don't want to go anymore. I feel horrible. I literally changed my outfit, ladies and men. <laughs> you Maybe you've experienced this. I changed this outfit like five times. I'm like, I'm not going. So I had to take a couple of deep breaths. And then I prayed. I'm like, God, please help me. I really want to just enjoy myself. I feel horrible. Please help me. Please help me. And I put on some lipstick. I put on some lipstick. And I'm not going to lie. After I put on the lip, I felt like <laughs> I was like ready to go. I put on the lipstick. I put on some perfume. I finally found something where I didn't feel horrific in. And I'm like, Erica, just go. You're going to have fun. Even on the car ride, I had to talk to myself. Erica, just go. You're going to have fun. And when I did get there, I did have a good time. The food was amazing. The drinks were great. It was great to catch up. We were there for hours just catching up and talking and just being in each other's presence. It was great. What if my insecurity stopped that? So we we also have to identify when things are just a moment. And that was a moment that could have really transitioned into something else because I tend to do the domino effect. If one thing goes wrong, everything is wrong. So like I could have like missed that event and missed events for the whole weekend because of how I was feeling. And I'm like, no, we have to push ourselves, y'all. There's going to be levels of insecurities all the time. There's going to be moments. There's going to be things that trigger us, but we have the opportunity every day to fight it. We have the resources. You're listening to this show, which is a great start. And if you need additional assistance to push yourself, get that. There's so many things we need to do. There's a beautiful life that we have to live because we only have one. Let's not let this affect us and stop us. I don't want to live a life of regret. I want to be in my 80s and 90s thinking back like, yo, I, I, I did it. I lived exactly how I wanted to live. And I feel good about it. And not only did I live how I want to live, I was able to assist others, help others also feel good about themselves and be real. I'm not going to come on my show and be like, yeah, don't be insecure. You'll be fine. No, I'm saying there's going to be moments, but those moments should not stop you from living how you want to live romantically. And that goes for me too, for living how you want to live professionally for living how you want to live personally. You want to grow a garden, do it. You want to start a podcast? Does this show inspire you to do one? Do it. You, you want to take a dance class? Y'all, I love dance school. I think I might go back, <laughs> you know? Do it. Why not? Why not? Don't let the insecurities stop you from being 
at your optimal. Don't let it stop you. Because with this one life that we have, we need to live it luxuriously. We need to live it with quality. And we need to understand that there's levels. And think about every pocket of your life. Think about your romantic life, your spiritual life, your professional life, your personal life, your emotional life, your financial life. Think about all of these pockets individually and ask yourself, do I feel secure financially? Do I feel secure with my partner? Do I feel secure with my family? Do I feel secure with my friends? And if if the answer is yes to everything, you lit. But if the answer is a slight yes or maybe or no, that's okay. It's just something we're aware of and something we need to work on and something we need to talk about. Don't keep your thoughts to yourself. It doesn't work. I, I promise you it doesn't work. Let it out. Speak it out. And know that insecurities are, it can be a moment, but please do not make it a lifetime. You know that I love when we get together because we always are talking about something that is going to elevate us and move us to a really phenomenal level. And I really enjoyed this conversation. And if you enjoyed this conversation, there are many ways for you to let me know because I love your feedback. That is so important to me. You can go to savethegirlgirl.com, go to the contact section and send me a message there. Or you can communicate with me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, threads, Pinterest, all messages, or in the comment section, in YouTube, in the comment section. I want to hear what you guys have to say and advice because we're learning from each other. I'm never going to come on the show claiming to know everything. So if you have thoughts that you want to share or a testimony or an experience, I genuinely want to hear it. And I do respond to everything because we are in this together. Okay. And y'all, here's what I'm going to say to end this episode. Please put on that lipstick, men, put on your cologne, put on something that makes you feel good and get out the door and put yourself out there. Let people know that you're here and just feel good. Try your best. You know why? Because nobody even cares. Nobody cares that much. It's us. We let the insecurities drown us. But the truth is nobody cares. They're just happy that we're here because we got great energy. We have luxurious energy and that luxurious energy has to be shared. Okay. So put in that perfume, put on that lipstick, put on that cologne, put on your favorite, your shirt, your favorite dress and just go. It really helps me. And I hope that it helps you guys too. I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week. I hope you guys have a phenomenal week and work on those insecurities. We're going to work on it together because life is waiting for us. Okay. (laughs) I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.